Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. my sweet babies this is monique and you're listening to feast of fun my favorite podcast one of the most fabulous oscar winners in recent years is monique last year she won the best supporting actress award for her stunning portrayal of mary jones the vicious cruel mother in the critically acclaimed film precious based on the novel push by sapphire her husband and writing partner sydney hicks recommended she take the unusual role because he felt the film would have the power to save lives. But Monique was stunned when she discovered that playing the horrible character would save her own life. Join us as we talk to the very funny queen of sass, Monique, about her amazing journey from stand-up comedian to Oscar-winning actress and what's happened to her since she won the award. Her devoted fight for marriage equality as part of the LGBT community and being a rainbow mom. How director Lee Daniels convinced Mariah Carey not to wear any makeup in the film. Her live concert special from a woman's prison, I could have been your cellmate. And Monique answers all your hard questions about Oprah, Barbara Walters, Richard Pryor, and why Hollywood struggles with diversity. An amazing show with one of the funniest ladies of comedy. You don't want to miss it. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Billion. And this is Feast of Fun. Before we begin, let's listen to two audio clips. One of Monique's hilarious stand-up comedy special from the Ohio. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Reformatory for Women. I could have been your cellmate. And then her acceptance speech at the 2010 Oscars for her Best Supporting Actress Award in the film Precious. Most people are afraid to talk about that thing called sex. It's still very taboo. That's why AIDS is running rampant, because we're real nervous about that shit. And right now on the outside, they got these brothers called the Down Low Brothers. Okay? Which means they having sex with other men and women. That will make me be your motherfucking cellmate. Like, just let a bitch know. Don't let me walk up and see some shit. See, some men want everything. You can't have every fucking thing. He want titties, dick, ass, pussy. You can't have 
everything that will make me be your fucking cellmate. Let me know. Say, hey, Monique, from time to time, I like a little ass. Huh? Because that'll make a bitch go, huh? From time to time, I like a little ass. Oh. Now, I've tried it. Ouch. <laughs> Who's tried it in here? <laughs> Bitch, it hurts. <laughs> that shit is so painful. Ugh. And it ain't no shit you can do all the time. Like, this is holiday ass. When I couldn't get you the sweatsuit that you wanted, I'm going to give you a piece of this ass. Now, come on here. Shit. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Shit. Sexual has my full understanding and sympathy at the same fucking time. Because you're getting dicked in the ass regularly. It makes you right now, she's like, oh, bitch, don't even let me think about it. That shit, that shit. Then you scared to sit down. Wait a minute, bitch, I'm not gonna sit down right now. You can't explain to Christmas why you just won't sit down. Mm-mm, I'm, I'm all right. Just bring my plate right here. I'm going to stand up on this one here. And the winner is... Monique. Impressions based on the novel Push by Sapphire. This is the first Academy Award and nomination for Monique. First, I would like to thank the Academy for showing that it can be about the performance and not the politics. I want to thank Ms. Hattie McDaniel for enduring all that she had to so that I would not have to. Tyler Perry and Oprah Winfrey, because you touched it, the whole world saw it. Ricky Anderson, our attorney of Anderson and Smith, thank you for your hard work. My entire BET family, my precious family, thank you so much. To my amazing husband, Sydney, thank you for showing me that sometimes you have to forego doing what's popular in order to do what's right. And baby, you were so right. God bless us all. Hello. Hi, is this Monique? It is, baby. Could you hold on for me for one second, sure. sweetheart? Yeah. Thank you, my love. Hey, sweetheart. 
How are you doing? This is Fausto Furnos. And Mark Fillion from Feast of Fun. Hey, my loves. First, let me apologize for running behind. I'm so sorry, babies. Don't, Don't worry. worry about it. It is a pleasure. I am like a crack addict for your comedy, Monique. You know what? This is the first time someone has told me that. I am absolutely <laughs> honored. Do you hear me? Well, pass me the pipe and let's get busy. You are the first crackhead for my jokes, baby. I love you. <laughs> I am inhaling full fumes here. <laughs> Now, we were so delighted and thrilled that you came all the way to the Midwest for Milwaukee Pride Fest, and you hugged every single fan in the park until they kicked everybody out. <laughs> you How'd know you what? do it? I saw this amazing woman when I was 17 years old do this performance. Yeah. And at the end of her show, I watched this woman hug every person that stood in the line, including myself. And I always said if I was ever in that position, I would do the same thing. And that woman was Patti LaBelle. And I hugged Patti LaBelle the year before. Isn't that amazing, baby? <laughs> you amazing. know, and I really do appreciate that because it, so many performers and so many entertainers, they brag about how quickly they can get back to their hotel room. Well, you know, for me, for the people that come out and support and buy tickets and have to get a babysitter and get their hair done and get a new outfit, well, I appreciate that. And I work for those people. So my job is to make sure I'm the last person to leave, baby. So you think of the audience as your employer? Yes, I work for them. Mm -hmm. I loved how you married off so many of the gay couples on the stage. You were like a shamanitrix. <laughs> Yeah, and and that, I thought you were had just done that for us, but then some of the people in the audience were telling me that you've been like marrying off couples in your shows for years. You know what? I love love. That is the most purest emotion that we can have. So my feeling has always been, who are we to judge love? If you love that person, come on, baby, let's get married. And you married off one of the drag queens from RuPaul's Drag Race and her longtime boyfriend. I love it. They were they were not wanting to wash your lipstick marks off their cheeks. They better stop playing, baby. <laughs> that lipstick will start weighing in. <laughs> and, and how did you get the idea to like to marry off audience members to each other? You know, the gay community, they're my babies. And it's a community that fights so hard and struggles so hard to be accepted by people who you really don't want to be accepted by anyway. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they don't really accept who they are. So when I see my babies going through those struggles and those pains, if I were a gay person, I would want somebody to do the same thing for me. Because you consider yourself part of the LGBT community. Yes, indeed. I consider myself a part of that community, the black community, the white community. I consider myself a part of the human community. Which letter of the LGBT are you? All of them, sugar. <laughs> oh, all right. We're going to have some fun here. Monique knows no bounds. <laughs> Bring it on. Who was that dedicated fan at the very end of the evening? And I actually pulled out my video camera and recorded it. And she did this like intense performance for you. Yes. Who was she? I don't have it in front of me right now. Actually, Yolanda got all of her information. Was she like auditioning for you? Because uh, we didn't catch that. And like the security guards and the audience is like, is Every she going to pounce on Monique? <laughs> Everybody was watching. They're like, they were on guard. Because no, she was like know, intense. That you know? happens a lot. Mm -hmm. And I actually love it because... 
sometimes people feel like this is my shot. Mm-hmm. This is my opportunity, and all I can do is try. I never know what's going to come out of it. I love people that have that kind of courage. Mm. I'd be like, get it, baby. Now, some people, I'd be like, Lord, who told you? <laughs> who told you that you could do that? But I absolutely love their fight to say, I'm going to do it right now on the spot. Mm. It was intense because people didn't know about the emotions ran so high that we didn't know if she was like angry at you or she was like trying to audition or she, she she felt like this if she didn't do her best performance right there in the moment her the rest of her life did not matter so you got to respect that mm-hmm. oh yeah and she did not miss a beat did not miss a beat oh, no. <laughs> she yeah, was, I was right like, Get no, it. Man. yeah she yeah. was on it now let's talk about of course what everybody wants to know about the Oscars. It's been a year since you, over a year since you won the best supporting actress award for your amazing performance in Precious. Thank you, love. I bet you took that award everywhere you went. You were like, "Hey, look at this." You know, surprisingly I did not. I won that trophy. Was very appreciative of it as I am with every trophy that I've won. We took it home that night, and it said in the butler's <laughs> in the butler's pantry, baby. It's like people were like, "Are you sleeping with it?" I'm like, "Have you seen my fine husband?" Do you <laughs> I think, think I was putting might... him in between me and that beautiful man. <laughs> I think he didn't think for a second though. It was like, who, "Am I sleeping on the sofa tonight?" Or, <laughs> honey, it wasn't even a thought. I looked at Oscar and said, hey, sugar, and set him on the counter. <laughs> I got this covered. Yes. <laughs> now, because it was your husband that encouraged you to take this role, because I imagine when you were reading the, the, the book and the script that there must have been some hesitation in your mind. You know, actually, um, when Lee Daniels sent me the script, by the time I got to, like, page 10, I called him up and said, what, what is this? How did that conversation with Lee Daniels go? I mean, he said, we want you to be a monster in this movie and not to wear any makeup. And you were like, no makeup? You know what? I'll give you the exact conversation. Lee Daniels called me on a Sunday night. It was 1030. He said, listen, I have something that I think can mess up your career. But he used a different <laughs> word other than mess up. You can say anything you want on this show, Monique. Yeah. We, we can go there. You can cuss all the fuck you want. <laughs> oh, shit. He says, um, I have something that could fuck up your career. I said, sign me up. And we both started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but you trust and him, though. He, yes. And he said, I got to send you uh, the book. I got to send you the book, Push. And then I'm going to send you the script. Well, in reading the book, I'm like, oh, my God, what, what is really happening here? And then when I got the script and Sydney looked at it, my husband, and he said, Mama, if you do this right, people win awards for these type of movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said, this is what I'll tell you. Don't judge it. Just be it. Mm. Was that- there any I mean. Was there any doubt in the when the first days of filming, I can imagine that it must have been nerve wracking for for you to be channeling. You know, you were saying that you you were channeling your abusive older brother who had molested you. Uh huh. How did you navigate those emotions, those intense emotions? How did you choose to shape this character initially? This is what makes Lee Daniels a brilliant director. The first day on set, the first scene we shot was when Mary Jones was throwing the television off mm-hmm. of the ba- you know, off of the balcony 
down mm-hmm. to Precious and the Baby. That was the first scene that, that you just shot? That was the first scene that I shot of that movie. Well, what makes Mr. Daniels so brilliant? When I walked onto the set, there was house music playing. Mm. And everybody was having a ball. So I took what my husband also said, don't judge it, just be it. So before he said action, I was Monique having a good time. We laughing, joking, playing. The moment he said action, then Mary Jones took over. Once he said cut, it was Monique again, and the house music came back on. So people have asked us, you know, did you guys have to go through therapy? Did you guys have to? It's like, no, I knew who that character was the moment he said action. I knew I knew that character. That character was my older brother, Gerald. And when you did a scene with Mariah Carey and she didn't have any makeup on. Honey, <laughs> that scene was so hilarious. And when I tell you, she is one of the sweetest sisters. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and so professional, was so in it, was so on her game. So in that scene in the social worker office, no. And you know, Miss Mariah was like, okay, no makeup. Wait a minute, sugar. <laughs> so when the camera is now on Gabby shooting her, honey, Mariah puts on some blush. <laughs> so now when the camera goes back to Mariah. <laughs> oh, she was sneaking it on. <laughs> Lee says, wait a minute, uh, Mariah. Did you put on some makeup? She said, well, she has some on. Baby, (laughs) we all fell out. (laughs) As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show is brought to you by fabulous people just like you. We make this episode of Feast of Fun ad-free and free for anyone to listen to simply because of people like you made it possible. Go to feastoffun.com slash donate and make a contribution. We can't do this show without your financial support. Today, I'd like to thank Jason in Ohio. Hey, Jason. Marcus in Switzerland. What's up, Marcus in Switzerland? And Eve in Belgium. Hello, Eve in Belgium. Mm. Delicious, Eve. Thank you so much for making the show possible. Thanks. You said in a past interview, this role has shaped my life and allowed me not to judge and to love unconditionally. If that goes into my career, great. But if it doesn't, and I'm just the dynamic person that I strive to be every day, then I've won, baby. Yes. How did this role change your life? And winning the Oscar, has it changed your life? Winning the Oscar was just winning the Oscar. Mm -hmm. This role changed my life because it allowed me to understand the sickness and not judge the person. This role allowed me to say, you know what? I no longer resent my brother. I love my brother, and I really hope that my brother gets the help that he needs. 
Well, he got on Oprah. Baby, didn't he? All of them did. The whole family. I said, look at him. <laughs> what is really going on? <laughs> I mean, what, what you, when you got the news that they were going to be on Oprah, what, what went through your mind? Can I tell you how dynamic Oprah Winfrey is? Mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey called me up, and she said, your brother wants to come on the show. How do you feel about that? She said, because if you're uncomfortable, sister, I don't want to do anything that's going to make you uncomfortable. I said, I'm not uncomfortable at all, and people are allowed to change. And I cannot judge the fact he may be a different person. So she said, do I have your blessing? I said, all the way through. How classy was that? Mm-hmm. Just a class act. And then when it was all said and done, we spoke again. She's just a class act. And what did you guys talk about? Well, I thanked her because she's a master at what she does. Yeah. She handled that interview with such class and grace. You know, I'm really appreciating watching the behind the scenes of the show for people, you know, because you do a talk show and we do a talk show. And it's like, don't you feel like you get a certain insight that we all share the same problems, like bad guests and people <laughs> running late and all this stuff? Honey, <laughs> yes, you get to see the real of it. And I noticed that every single time that I've seen you uh, talking about getting a phone call from Oprah, you've been trying to get her phone number and she ha- somehow magically makes it disappear off your phone. Baby, listen. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it goes away. You can't even st- What was the star 67? What happened? Remember you could call somebody back if they called you? Oh, yeah. What was that little game? Star, star 69. Star 69. Try star how, how, 69, how can you honey. Star si- something like 69, honey? <laughs> Try. It'll go probably to the information lady. You'd be like, wait a minute, sugar. What? Not just talking to Oprah Winfrey. But <laughs> since then, have you gotten her phone number? I mean, I would just ask her for it. I'll say this. She's oh, a beautiful it. sister. You have her phone number, don't you? <laughs> She's a beautiful <laughs> sister. <laughs> now, the day of the Oscars, you chose to wear a royal blue silk jersey Tadashi Shoji gown. It was the color Haiti McDaniel, the first black performer to win an Academy Award for Gone with the Wind, donned to the show in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. You must have felt a strong connection to that historical moment. I mean, I was excited when I watched it at home. They gave you a standing ovation. Was there any doubt in your mind? Any kind of hesitation? Did I just hear my name being spoken? Do I, I mean, do I really deserve this? I never felt that way. You never felt that way. And not to be vain. Mm-hmm. But I never felt, I never questioned, do I deserve it? Am I worthy? Because that movie was not about that award. So what was it about? That role was not about that award. When Mr. Daniels and I went into that movie, we never discussed any awards. We always said, if this movie saves one person's life, then we've done our job. Now, little did I know the life I was talking about would be my own. So winning that award can't compare to what it's done just for me personally. Because some people say that, you know, that they're a little, especially for actors, they're very hesitant about winning an Oscar earlier on in their careers because they feel that it it raises expectations too high for them. I mean, look at Halle Berry. I mean, she's you know she was doing Catwoman a year later. You know, for me, and I've always said this: I'm a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. I'm a joke teller. An actress. <laughs> <laughs> I never took that title. People want to give it to me. But I'm a stand-up comedian. But that's one thing I've noticed is that a lot of stand-up comedians do really well in dramatic roles because they spend so much energy and time crafting their material. 
thinking about what they're saying and making it personal. Well, we try. Were you surprised at what a big deal they made out of like an Oscar night when you were like, I don't shave my legs? <laughs> Listen, baby. Uh-huh. That I had, when I was getting phone calls the next day, I was like, are y'all serious? Is, has this made the news? <laughs> like, are they really discussing the hair on my legs with all that's going on? Did that make the news? I got such a kick out of that. I didn't know. I laughed so hard. I said, my God, Monique, I guess you've what they've called a ride. <laughs> if you're hairy legs, <laughs> <laughs> top news, baby. Well, the thing about it is, like, I don't know any black girls that shave their legs. You know, I, I'm from Baltimore, Maryland. Mm-hmm. Hi, my love. Mommy's on the interview, okay? And where I'm from, that wasn't something that we even discussed. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. wasn't something that we even thought to do. It was so to hear such a big deal about it. I'm like, really? Because I got to tell you, some of my friends are like, she's a feminist. She's awesome. She doesn't shave her legs. I'm just like, I don't know any black girl that does. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't make sense either. You know, it's like it's not that big of a deal. It really is not. But now if you see me, the hair is gone. Oh, you're shaving now. Well, let me tell you what happened. Okay, so one night Sid and I was standing in the closet and he was looking at my legs and he said, wow, mama, there are some places where the hair has fallen out. I looked down and began to see ball spots in different places. I said, oh, God, is this what 43 will do to you? And that night I said, okay, Monique, that's no longer sexy, baby. You can't be looking spotted. That's why I took the hair off. is one thing. Spotted's another. Right, baby, but spots is another. You know, the first time I saw a gray hair down there, I got nervous. <laughs> Tweezers, here they come. It's like, I pull it out. That just means it's wiser. <laughs> I want to talk on. about everything that Barbara Walters got nervous when she was interviewing you before the Oscars. Because I noticed, at least from watching on television, that when you talked about your open marriage and your husband, uh, she got, I think, a little uncomfortable. You know, I- I'll say this. Barbara Walters, baby, is a pro at what she does. <laughs> and I never got the feeling of her being uncomfortable I think that people were surprised that I was saying it out loud. Mm. So I didn't, I don't, I, Barbara Walters is uncomfortable, no. But I just think that the majority of people were just saying, is she really saying this? Mm-hmm. Are we really hearing what we think we're hearing? And then people took it and they put their own spin on it and they made it what they wanted to make it. And it's like the truth needs no defending. Mm-hmm. But uncomfortable i wouldn't give her that i just think it was like did you what you say <laughs> that's what i was saying it was like it's just like so i mean you guys are identify as swingers or, or, or can you come uh, i mean i don't want to get too personal but no not at all not at all we've never been to a swingers party that's not something that we're into what i was saying from the very beginning was i'm married to my best friend since we were 14 yeah. years old and when we say open relationship we simply mean there are no secrets You have people that are married that lay next to a stranger every night. They don't know their fantasies. They don't know their secrets. They don't know their bank account numbers. They don't know their middle names. 
Well, because, uh, you know, for a lot of people, the phrase open marriage or open relationship means that they, they have sex with other partners. It, it automatically, oh, yeah, that means you got to be sleeping around. Not at all. Okay. But what it also means is we're not those people saying, oh, my God, if this should happen, it's a deal breaker. Because mm. I would imagine that would make either. things spicy. Huh? <laughs> I would imagine that would make things exciting and spicy. Not that you need it, but, you know. Not at all, because the one I got, baby... Mm. That's now, all I can say. He actually helps. He's the only person in your uh, comedy career that has helped you write your own material and understands your perspective and your voice. Yes. So, like, do you guys, like, sit around, like, in, driving in the car or in the kitchen and say, you know what would be really funny if you talked about, if you went to women's prison and said, <laughs> I could have been your cellmate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're like the Johnny Cash of stand-up comedy, because you went to women's prison, you taped a whole TV special and an album. I could have been your cellmate. That is some of the funniest shit I've seen in my whole life. Thank you, baby. How, how, how did that whole conversation get started? Like, how did you go into the Ohio Women's Correctional Facility? Is that correct? Uh-huh. How did, how, did that, how did that whole thing happen? Like, did they warn you not to say certain things? or No. Because no. you were like talking about smoking pot and having sex with the meanest bitch in the cell block. and <laughs> Yes, because to me, that's what's very real. That is exactly how I would respond if I ever made a bad decision mm-hmm. and had to be in that position. I'm not going in there fighting nobody, sugar. Who is the meanest one? I got some Snickers and Doritos. <laughs> we don't have to have no mean talk to each other, baby. I'm yours. Yes, and they gave me life. Yes, we're in a relationship. Oh, but they let me leave early. Don't you call me, collect. We're divorced. <laughs> so for me, that, that was just what was real. And when I tell y'all, those women were so, and people have said to me, how could you say this? There were murderers. There were people that arson. There were all, everything you could think of. But I'll say it, those women were so beautiful. Mm. Because in spite of, and in the midst of it, they were still able to smile. And you were dressed up fabulously, taking an orange prison jumpsuit and putting rhinestones on it. Baby, that's what I would be if I ever made a bad decision. <laughs> Stay out of jail, Monique. We need you on the outside. <laughs> yes, baby. That's why I try to do it right. <laughs> and so with you and your husband, I mean, like, do you guys ever, like, argue about stuff? Or especially, you know, Mark and I, we work very closely together we do a lot of stuff and some people ask us what do you guys argue about and it's mostly the material the show the work you know my husband said to me a few years ago you know every day could be a good day Mm -hmm. now i've never seen him angry and i'm like it's no way possible he's shown me that every day could be a good day Hmm. so argue we don't do that so do any of your friends are like, does he have a brother? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's funny. All of my friends, Yolanda and I since the sixth grade, Michelle and I since the third grade. Well, Michelle says the third grade. I say the fifth grade because I was scared of her in the third grade. <laughs> Sydney and I since the tenth grade. So I, my friends are his friends. Yeah, you had uh, 12 people in your entourage coming to Milwaukee. Twelve? Did you count them? I counted them. Yes. Oh, honey. We, yeah, we were we're friends with the producers. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Twelve, and Maybe including it was, 10. Are you sure it it was 10? twelve people on the entourage, and including in that entourage was Ivy White, a drag queen that I guess like is part of of a 
She kind of performs your act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, first let me address entourage. Mm. What's an entourage? How do you define that? An entourage is the people that travel in an airplane with you to go to the gig. Okay. I don't have an entourage. Okay. Or your family. Nope. I have a team of people. We are, we are a team because I can't do it without them. So I think when people say entourage, it's like, oh, you just have all these people traveling with you. Every person you saw does a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every last one of them. Ivy White. Ivy White. One night we went to a drag show here in Atlanta. And I was surprised with Ivy White. It blew me away because I had never seen anyone do that before. And everyone always asks me about the Oscar. And, yes, it's a great honor, just as the Image Award is, just as the SAG Award. They're all great honors. But when you have a person study you and pay attention to everything about you and then perform you, do you know that is the highest honor you could receive from another human being? We thought she was like a, a like a body double in case someone tried to like assassinate you. They go for Ivy White. <laughs> it blew me away. And Yolanda and I were driving back home that night from that show. Yeah. And we were just having a good time. And she says, oh, man, Mo, that was wild. They only do that for big stars. You're like, yeah, you like, sure. you're like, what do you think and I am? And then she stopped the car and looked at me, and we both bust out laughing. And she said, oh, my God. Now, they think you a big star. Now, no, when, Ivy White came, big star. when Ivy White came out that night, how much of the audience do you think actually thought it was you up there? You know, see, actually, they, they were like, well, why don't we let Ivy go out and pretend like he's Monique? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, I don't want to trick the audience like mm-hmm. that. Mm. I don't want to do that to them, and I don't want to be unfair to Ivy. This is Ivy's moment. Mm. Uh-huh. Let Ivy go out as Ivy White and shine, and he did. But you know, like people are drunk and they're drinking, and they're talking to each other, and they're not paying that close attention. I heard the audience that were like, "Damn, Monique's lost a lot of weight <laughs> and got taller, <laughs> and she got taller <laughs> and That's more funny. muscular." I love it. Is that a five o'clock shadow? Right, baby. What is really going on with Miss Monique? Well, I got to tell you, Fausto took a picture of you backstage up watching Ivy on that little monitor set, and it's just like a, it's, you look so beautiful. You look in that angelic. Picture. Oh, thank you, baby. We'll put it on the website, uh, feastofun.com. You can see uh, Monique backstage watching herself on stage. It's kind of like an out of body experience, wasn't it, a bit? Oh, my. There were times I was getting chills. You're like, am I alive? Is this, a, is this one <laughs> of those, this is your life, Monique? And I'm seeing this person who looks like, me. it was just, it's, it, it blows me away. We're going to take some uh, questions from the listeners uh, sure. on their website, feastofun.com. Nick wants to know, did you ever see uh, Stacey Lane Matthews, a drag queen from RuPaul's Drag Race, impersonation of you, and what do you think about it? Actually, I have not seen it. And uh, Ken wants to know, are you still in talking terms with Oprah after she had your brother come on the show? I love my sister. And Steven says, hey, Monique, you have demonstrated such versatility in your work, and it's most impressive. To go from the Parkers to Precious is simply a thing of beauty. Did you always have it in you to perform the way you did in Precious, or was it something you had to cultivate over time? Going from Ms. Parker to Mary is astounding. Bravo. 
Thank you so much, baby. And yes, I had to work on that because when I first started the podcast, honey, I was real loud and talked over everybody's lines and thought it was all about me until my beautiful friend Dorian Wilson had to tap me on the shoulder and say, why are you screaming? None of us here are deaf. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, you, you work on it. You, you do. But you, you always just say to yourself, be free. And you free us. By you being yourself, you allow other people in the audience to be themselves. Mm. James wants to know, James with a Y, Monique, you stand out as an actress who's refusing to be typecast. I respect that tremendously. I can't help but notice the sad decline in the amount of black actresses in Hollywood over the recent years. When I grew up watching films, I've seen most actors of color relegated as a sassy friend or third victim in horror films. Do you think the cinema will ever return to the fantastic boom period like it had in the 1970s and early 90s? I, that's a great question. Mm -hmm. I hope and pray that it does. I hope and pray that we stop being afraid to show the diversity of what this country really is and let the world see what America really is and the way that they see it is through that thing called the television, through the movie screens. And when you go back in history, at the beginning of what's considered to be black Hollywood, the stories are no different from the early beginnings to right now in 2011. And I truly say it is up to us. And when I say it's up to us, it's not just up to black people. It's up to all people to say we deserve the right to see the diversity of what this country stands for. Because, honey, there is, there is fabulousness in the flavor and in the diversity. You have to have diversity to have flavor. Come on now. Come and talk about it now. You know, it's all over. The thing about it is, is like if you go online, there's so much great content. And yet Hollywood kind of... You know, they do sequels to bad movies, you know, like, do we really need a, was it Transformers 3? But then it does super well at the box office. Yeah, well, and that's why we really need it, because we really like it. And we're not saying don't do those movies. Yes, do those movies. But actually do things that show the richness of who we are as a country, as a world. Show the richness. Let's stop running away from it and show it. I want to know, is there going to be a sequel to Fat Girls? Maybe Fat Girls 2, Thinner and On the Run? I have to tell you, okay, several people have asked me about that. Is there going to be a sequel to Fat Girls 2? We so love Fat Girls. let's put it out in the universe right now. Sequel to Fat Girls 2. There it is. So it is said, so it shall be done. But you're, you're, awesome. You, all right. First time. <laughs> you just got to claim it, baby. <laughs> Name but, it and claim it. That's it. But I got to say, like, you look astounding when we see you. How she did, looks fabulous. You look fabulous. How did you do it? I stopped putting everything in my mouth. <laughs> it Except is just that simple. I actually, I trained six days a week. Mm-hmm. I stopped eating red meat. And I got out of my own way. Mm. Because when I first started the journey, it, it, and it's still a struggle. It's still challenging. And one night my husband had to say to me, he said, listen, if you can't do it for yourself right now, then do it for somebody else. He said he wants you for the rest of his life. He said, I want you for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. That means everything. Was he like concerned that you were going to get sick or? Yeah. At my mm-hmm. highest, I was 262 pounds. Oh, that's nothing. You know, sugar, I thought I was still a sex kitten. <laughs> turning into a tigress. But no, it was, it was really special. 
and it was the first time that I had paid attention. Let's talk about um, a little bit something more controversial, uh, Tracy Morgan. and As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The, the controversy over, you know, comedians have the right to say dumb things and make mistakes. Mm-hmm. He said some violent things trying to be funny about having a gay kid and that got uh, a lot of people upset and he later then since apologized. Mm-hmm. Now you you're you're a mom, you talk about in your stand up about being the mother to one of your twin boys is is you think he's going to grow up to be gay. Mhm. And you've worked a lot with Tracy Morgan in the past. I mean, your guys are friends. Have you guys talked about this at all? I haven't spoken to Tracy mm-hmm. in reference to that, but I'm going to speak personally about Tracy Morgan. Mhm to the gay community. I know that brother personally. Has a beautiful heart, is a sweet human being, and when he said, hey, wait a minute, y'all, I said something real stupid and I'm sorry, he meant it. Tracy Morgan is not a person to say, oh, I don't like gay people, and would I let Tracy Morgan around my children? Yes, I would. That's a good brother. But I just, I feel that Get LGBT people and just people in general getting obsessed and focusing on what Tracy Morgan had to say is the wrong approach because I feel that comedians should really have the right to go to that dark, dirty, nasty place and ex- let that stuff, you know, sit. It's like otherwise, then we become liable for anything, anything that offenses that we say on a stage. Then, and as a, as a gay man, it's like, I'm like, you know, I'm having to argue with my own audience and with other LGBT people to say, you know what? He apologized. Let him move on. He move does on. not have to be like touring America and like, you know, having like he was like hugging the blogger that wrote that was in the audience and practically making out with him. You know, <laughs> it's like, guys, I am sorry. Yeah. What more can I do? I apologize. I said something foolish i said something i shouldn't have said i was joking but i'm telling you guys from monique to your audience tracy morgan is a beautiful human being but i noticed that the secret to avoiding that to happening is to name it and to claim it because when you're talking about someone else as a comedian that's when you can start sometimes get into trouble and i noticed that with you that you're always whenever you're poking fun at somebody or or ridicule or trying to go into a dirty dark place you always include yourself in that situation because it's a we thing mm-hmm. it's a it's not i can't ever separate myself it's a we thing my issues are no different than yours baby none so when you guys heard me on stage say that night my son wants a dress 
Well, my issues are no different than the next mother or father. It's just that we want to make sure our baby don't grow up thinking something's wrong with him. Honey, that's the way God made you. Your son asks you to buy a nightgown for him to play around in, and you said, sure, why not? Sure, why not? Because if he asked me for a, a truck, would I, wouldn't I say, sure, why not? Yeah, absolutely. So why ever would we say no mm-hmm. to that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like I know too many brothers and sisters that struggle with who they were made to be and don't have relationships with their families because growing up, they just, my God, you guys know the stories. Yeah, yeah. They made them hide from who they were. You better not like that. You better not play with that. You better not look at that. Don't sit that way. Don't talk that way. Why do you smack your lips like that? Why do you? It's like, well, guys, this is just how I was made. What should I do? So then you go run and hide. I refuse to do that to another human being. You seem like an incredible mom. At the same time, you're also super busy. I mean, you do a a talk show, late night talk show, five days a week. You're still working as a comedian. You're taking on all these. You're you're working on Fat Girls, the sequel, too. (laughs) That's right, baby. Say it. (laughs) Fat Girls 2, the sequel. (laughs) Skinny bitches, watch out. I mean, how do you, as I I can imagine that it's like, sometimes you have to make hard decisions about where to be. I would love to give you that story, but it would be a lie. There's an amazing team of people that know my plate is not so full that I'm so busy and have to make these tough decisions. And no, we have a great team. And everybody play their position. So it's not overwhelming. It's not where I'm pulling my hair out or how can I do all of this? Everybody just does what they're supposed to do. And it makes the machine run wonderful. Let's talk about your uh, your heroes, the people that have influenced you in your life. You said that Richard Pryor was a big influence to you. And, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Rudy Ray Moore, who's considered kind of like he was a contemporary of Richard Pryor as well. And uh, Red Fox and the Queen Bee. Have you ever see, heard the album The Sensuous Black Woman by Lady Reed? No. Honey, I'm going to send I'll send you Yolanda a link to it. It is <laughs> filthy. I love it. Outrageous. It was a <laughs> sex advice from one black woman to another black woman taped in the 1970s. And it's against the, like a background of jazz music. And it is filthy. And it's like a lot of people, they're always like so surprised and shocked. At, at, it's like your style of comedy acting as something new. But it's like there's been, you know, Richard Pryor and tons of entertainers for generations laying the foundation so someone like you can really shine. I'm introducing nothing new. Yeah. I mean, it's been going on forever. And I'm so grateful for those people because they were fearless. Mm. And that's why, t- well, that's why I say your comedy is like crack to me because cause we work really hard to make people laugh here and we try to come up with the best kind of comedy. But when I want to relax, when I want to have a good time, I turn on an old Richard Pryor album. I go, <laughs> you know, listen to you, do your stand up. And it's like, to me, that is makes me laugh because it's a funny shit you say. The raunchiness, the intensity of the material is what attracts me to you guys do you guys ever find i mean do you ever find yourself just struggling with your work in any way no because for me it's my life like you don't have to make it up you don't you don't have to make it up baby just in a 24-hour period 
we be around here hollering, laughing <laughs> every day. Like, can you believe that one? And so stand-up comedy is therapy for me. Mm-hmm. So something happens in your life and you say, that's funny. Let's write it down. Take it right to the stage. There are mm-hmm. things that's happened that most people would say, oh, my God, that's tragic. But it's like, no, baby, you can find humor in every walk. But you're doing like a, a talk show five days a week now on BET, and it's it's like you're meeting all these interesting uh, celebrities and entertainers. Is any of that kind of stuff going to make its way into your stand-up act, like talking behind the scenes? Oh, my God. Now, in my stand-up act, what I, I can't wait to, because when I first started the Monique Show, honey, I was really loud. Okay? I didn't realize how loud I was until one night I was in the closet. And I heard this woman screaming. And I said, who in the hell is that screaming like that? <laughs> and walked out and saw me. <laughs> well, well, all right, sugar. So, yes, to put on stage just the grooming process mm-hmm. of being a talk show host. At one time, sugar, I thought I was everybody. I was the talk show host, the guest, the band, the audience. I was going to ask the question, answer it, and then give my opinion on it and go to commercial. Mm. My husband said, are you trying to be everybody? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's wise advice for a talk show host. Who is your dream guest? Who's the person you're just like, I have to have this person on my show? Dead or alive. Dead or alive. I, what are you, Madonna? <laughs> I would like to see you bring a corpse on stage. Yeah. <laughs> I, sure, I sure would. I sure would. Let's keep it alive. Um, dream guest. Well, every guest is mm-hmm. my dream guest because mm-hmm. it's my dream. Mm-hmm. But I would say, you know what? That's hard because every guest I look like, wow. But the day that I sit down and Oprah Winfrey sits on that sofa mm-hmm. is I look forward to that day, as I look forward to them all. But I think that's a special, a special moment for me because I remember meeting that woman when I was a little girl, saying, "I want to do what you do when I grow up." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she said, "You got to work really hard to do it." So imagine the day she comes through that elevator, Oprah. If you're listening, I'm calling on you, sis. <laughs> her assistants, a lot of our people that work for uh, Harpo Studios actually do listen to the show. So it's like, shout out to all your people, Benjamin, honey, we love you. Uh, so you, you won an Oscar. She's got to do it now. She has to do it. I mean, wait, she's not working now. Yeah, she's not doing anything. Honey, if she wanted to do nothing else for the rest of this lifetime mm-hmm. and then 10 more. She doesn't need to because that woman has tried to cover the world. Name another one like her. Uh, You can't. Monique. You can't. (laughs) Monique's Monique. Uh, You're you're pretty pretty, pretty good uh, runner-up, I got to tell you. Well, I have a beautiful blueprint. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She didn't. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. It's always easier when somebody forges the way and lays down that foundation. Right. Listen, Monique, I want to ask you a very special favor. 
So okay. we're, we we so loved how you gave like uh, those the wedding blessings to those people at Milwaukee Pride Fest. We have uh, some good friends that are getting married this Saturday. Michael and Daryl. It's spelled Daryl, but it's pronounced Daryl as like a girl. Daryl friend. Daryl friend. Okay. His mother could spell. She just couldn't speak too well. And so uh, I would wonder. They have a lot of challenges in their life, and they're getting civil unionized Saturday. So I was wondering if you could, uh, you know, in a sense, marry them off because they're both huge fans of yours. Okay, give me the names again. Daryl, girl. And and sounds like you're saying girl, but with a D. Daryl. Daryl and Michael. Michael. Girl and Michael, we wish y'all all the best, baby. Love each other until you can't love no more, and that's absolutely impossible. Mm-hmm. Hold on to each other, squeeze each other, and be each other's teammate all the way through. Love him hard. Love them hard, baby. Now, you know what, too? I got to tell you guys, y'all know I love y'all. Because mm-hmm. I have been on this phone for almost one whole entire hour. <laughs> we appreciate okay? that. We appreciate it. Y'all can know you, I love you, baby. Can you give me one last thing? Say, this is Monique, large and in charge, and we're not, not busy taking names and owing people. I like to listen to Feast of Fun. <laughs> say that whole script Just again, say, sugar. Say who you are, your name, who you are, and you like to listen to Feast of Fun, my favorite podcast. You got it. Hey, my sweet babies, this is Monique, and you're listening to Feast of Fun, my favorite podcast. Mwah. Oh, thank, you, thank you, Monique. We love you. You're welcome, my sugars. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be good. Monique lives in Atlanta, Georgia, with her fabulous family and her her entre- her team. Her team. Well, I think that TV show called Entourage has put like a, a bad spin on the word entourage. But it is, you know, it's an entourage or team uh, with mm-hmm. her husband, Sidney Hicks, and we uh, love them very much. And we love uh, Monique as a as a member of the LGBT community, all the letters, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, fighting for equality and being an outspoken advocate because... Not enough people speak up about this stuff. That's very, very true. And I've become a huge fan just over the past couple of days, catching up on some of her shows on on BET, the Monique show, and her, her work. Just watching her interact with the guests is fantastic. And Oprah, better get on that couch. You can learn more about Monique by visiting her website, MoniqueWorldwide.com, or uh, go to our website, FeastOfFun.com, slash tag, slash Monique. And you can... Discover all the blog entries that we write about Monique. Mm-hmm. And that's M-O, apostrophe. And, well, on our site, it's a, we don't use apostrophes, so it's mm-hmm. M-O-N-I-Q-U-E. Apostrophes are not, like, uh, internet friendly. Well, you don't have them in a URL. Mm-hmm. So just one word, Monique. But mm-hmm. her name's actually spelled Mo, apostrophe, cap, big N, I-Q-U-E. <laughs> I, I just love... That style of comedy, you know, to me, it's like, that's what I think my style is like, although I'm not African-American, but I certainly feel like a deep, deep kinship. You know what about it is? Hmm. It's being unapologetic, sassy, and laughing at the pain and misery, using humor to heal. Well, it's also, it's it's, it's true life. It's kind of like that, that gut inside of you. It's not superficial. It's, it's, you know, it's, I hate to use the expression, but it's, it's keeping it real. You're keeping it real. And, and to me, it's like, you know, I'm, I've been a lifelong fan of Rudy Ray Moore's, of Richard Pryor, and definitely, certainly Monique. And uh, to me, this has been a real treat and a delight to tape this show. And, you know, mm-hmm. we thank Yolanda, Yolanda mm-hmm. who uh, worked really hard mm-hmm. to set it all yeah, up. Absolutely. You are a big fan. Well, I'm a big fan, too. It's like even when we do like our drag characters, we write scripts for them. It's always based on 
I'll give it out. It's 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 Fred Sanford and Aunt Esther. <laughs> Just insults back and forth. Yeah, and you know those all those comedians, Red Fox, Lawanda Page, even the sassy and very dirty Queen Bee been very influential to me throughout my life and i just think the world of them wherever you are lawanda you know a lot of people don't know that lawanda page uh did the backup vocals for rupaul's supermodel backup vocals or all Mo- the vocals most of the song. <laughs> well rupaul considers it the backup yeah, vocals but it's like <laughs> work the runway sweetie that's lawanda page on esther from uh, sanford and son so Little, some you learn something new every day mm-hmm. on Feast of Fun. I just think of like Monique as a mother too, is you know raising her kids in such a special way and being be who you are. I just wish more parents would do that with their parents with their and kids. more entertainers. You know, said you know I am LGBT. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I have a little lesbian, a little trans, a little bi, a little gay inside me. Mm-hmm. It's like. You know, I think that's fantastic. And it's the human experience. And, and more people need to speak to that, for sure, yeah. like Monique does. And I can't wait for Fat Girls. I had a little frog in my throat. I was like, I want it to be Fat Girls too, thinner and on the run. Because <laughs> she's, you know, she looks fantastic. She's lost, I think, well, probably over 50 pounds, I think she said. I know. So I, know. I was like, well, now she can't be beaten up on the skinny bitches because she's one herself. <laughs> We're going to leave you here with a fabulous gay adag. Balola, civil rights activist, school teacher, turn uh, fabulous lesbian musician, blues artist, and blues artist, big ovaries, baby, honey. This song is for you, Monique. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you've never heard it before, and now you have and put it on your iPod and listen to it every day because you deserve it. We love you so much, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. everybody. Some folks call me crazy. Hey, some folks call me wild. I used to be called womanish even when I was a child. Cause I got big old his baby. Yeah, I got big over his baby. Still, yeah, I got big over his baby.
assertive or aggressive Hey, name it if you will Brazen or bodacious I got ovaries of steel Yeah, I got big ovaries, baby Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.